IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. The uh, Reserve Bank, South African Reserve Bank governor, has said that the $580,000 stolen from Palapala was a security deposit. And uh, he said that there was no obligation for the president to report the Forex to authorities. Opposition MP slammed the governor's explanation, calling it a whitewash. Dr. Dion George is the Shadow Minister of Finance, Member of a Parliament for the Opposition Democratic Alliance. A very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Um, good morning. Well, thank you, and good morning to your listeners. So it's a very... Look, we've seen the movie, haven't we? Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, and we're cynical, maybe for good reason, maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, what is going on here? Is this a plausible explanation and should it have been accepted by the Reserve Bank? We don't think that it's a plausible explanation, and we have decided to take the matter on review to court. So we will ask the court to, to review their findings. Um, we can't get the report from the bank, so we don't really know what um, you know how robust their investigation was. We don't think it was very robust because, actually, for the very first time, the governor said yesterday that the money was a security deposit for this transaction. Now, I actually asked the governor in Parliament yesterday that whether he has the contract and or would he ask for it. I mean, he he was very evasive, but basically they don't have the contract. Or they didn't get it or it doesn't exist. Mm. And what there does exist is an invoice apparently handwritten for this money. Now, the question is, if you're going to give a deposit for a transaction, you, why would you do it in dollars? And why would you go to all the trouble to bring all of this money across the border at risk because it was very risky because it got stolen subsequently when you can just very simply do a bank guarantee? I mean, that's what business does. So that does not make any sense. Um, and that's why we want to make sure that the bank has done a very thorough investigation, even though its mandate is narrow and the scope is narrow and maybe it has to be that way because the law prescribes that, which is fine. But Whatever they do, they have to do it properly because mm. the integrity of our bank is vital to our financial system. That's the crucial thing. So that's what we as the DA right. are very interested to know. Did they do yeah. it properly? Well, 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 and has the integrity been in, in, in interfered with? That's the question. What, what I'm finding fascinating is, that my, uh, is my own reaction, uh, is that I'm – more concerned about the Reserve Bank than I am about the President because we know that the ANC over the last number of years has not exactly been an organization of massive integrity. We know that there's been corruption issues. So it wouldn't really surprise us if uh, this, this was the case here too. But what worries me more is if our Reserve Bank, who maybe we have held in high regard, or certainly I thought I had, um, is now becoming involved in this. Yes, that's exactly the nub of the problem, is that years ago, the South African uh, Revenue Service was one of the best institutions in the world, and then it got captured with Jacob Zuma after 2015, and then it fell apart, and it went rogue. Um, so that was a massive problem, and it's getting resolved slowly and surely, but it is moving in the right direction, but still has a long way to go. And if another one of our institutions has been infected with this mm, problem, mm. it is enormously troubling. That is why we are taking this so very seriously, is that we 
we might never know what happened here with this money, whether it was money laundering or not, etc. But what we can be sure of is what did the bank do? So they have a mandate. This is what they have to do. They went and did a very thorough investigation and they made a conclusion. If they've done that thoroughly, well, then they've done that thoroughly. But we don't think so. And that is the problem. The governor, who I have known for quite a long time, has been in Parliament for a while, was very, very um, evasive yesterday. And actually, I found him quite, um, you know, quite agitated, actually. So there's obviously a huge amount of pressure um, because it's a very politically hot uh, potato. And, of course, it's fundamentally important. The FATF, the Financial Action Task Force, grey-listed us in February because we are a, a dodgy destination in terms of financial flows. So this just adds another problem to the bigger problem we've already got. So we can't have that. This is the president we're talking about. And what he does matters enormously. He's there to uphold the laws. And if he's broken a financial law, then he must be held to account. It's actually as simple as that. And the Reserve Bank must do its job. We also are going to be calling the South African Revenue Services to Parliament because they've still got some accounting to do as well for this um, situation. So we will keep digging on it. Um, and what, when it goes through the court, the court will obviously have a very close look at what the Reserve Bank did and then decide whether they did it um, robustly or not. Mm, mm. The, in terms of the, the, this explanation that it is a deposit, is that just uh, fancy footwork? Uh, what happened if it is a deposit? As you said, why wouldn't they give a bank guarantee? Why wouldn't there be proper receipts? We know all of that. But, uh, but is that, uh, in your view, just fancy footwork, or is there a possibility that this actually is the truth? We think it's fancy footwork because what? Well, if we're going to believe believe that there was a. a, a the planned sale for this buffalo, right? Mm. The money did come. It did physically exist. And what the president needs to do is if you've held the money for longer than 30 days, it needs to be declared. Right. Now, what the bank says is that because the transaction was not perfected or not completed, he did not have to do that. Now, we have an enormous problem with that because that opens up the door for money laundering. Because if you're then going to have certain contingencies that are going to hold up this transaction forever then nobody's going to have to declare any money that they're receiving in. And that is hugely problematic. You cannot control it. And then how will we ever get off the gray list? Because we've got to demonstrate that we're moving in the right direction with our financial laws and also that the judiciary is working when there's a problem. And in both of these instances, not looking very good. So we don't think that that is in fact so. But, of course, an investigation needs to follow process. There needs to be a proper investigation. The facts need to be properly looked at, and then a conclusion needs to be reached. We can't make up our own facts, but neither can the president or anybody else. The facts are the facts, and we need to find them. And what's happening here is that there's too much that's obscure and, in our view, being hidden. So that's why it's so important that we don't let this matter go. Mm. We've seen quite a long history in South Africa of people taking the fall. For the president, we've seen it with Jacob Zuma over and over again, whether it was the Gupta landing, whether it was heads of prison service. We've seen uh, fairly prominent people, sometimes people in in prominent positions, maybe not prominent people, people in prominent positions uh, doing something that is very clearly questionable 
on behalf of the president. Is it possible that we are going to see the fall of the head of the Reserve Bank following an investigation around what really went on here? Well, what the governor says is that he had a hands-off approach on the investigation. So mm. he and the executives of the bank um, left it up to the people who are mandated to do the investigation. So he's saying, well, I asked them to do this investigation, and this is what they brought to us, and then this is the outcome. So it seems like he's trying to distance himself over there. Obviously, the governor needs to take responsibility for what happened at the bank under his watch. So if, for example, this investigation was not sufficiently robust, and if something has not gone well enough in that process, then he must be held to account for it. And then the appropriate heads have to roll. Mm. But ultimately, it is in fact the president who needs to be accounting properly to the people, because he needs to explain why is it that he had this massive amount of money, foreign money, that came apparently for him to sell Buffalo, even if the sale was delayed or whatever the case is, the money got stolen, and then also the money went to Namibia, and then he had, um, because of his influence, was able to get his security people to cross the border and then go in pursuit of these people. Now, that's completely mm, irregular. Mm, so mm. if anybody needs to be held to account, it is the president. And the only way that we can actually hold the president to account is through the ballot box, it seems, because there isn't any other way, because none of our institutions are working effectively. Well, that's what I was going to that's ask you. Are you, you know, is there even a way forward? And I know you're raising it. We're having these conversations. Publicity and, and, and conversation is one thing. But is there actually, given the fact that the Reserve Bank have shut this down, uh, and said, well, everything's cool. What are, your, what are your options at this point? Well, our courts are still functioning. Our judiciary is still functioning reasonably effectively. So we do have confidence in that arm of government. Mm. Um, so we do think that once it gets through the court, there will be a very close scrutiny on exactly what did the bank do, what did information did they have, what conclusion did they make? And what? And obviously they'll have an opinion on it. Mm. You know, they might mm. very well find that, yes, they were absolutely robust and there was nothing wrong and it was a security deposit, etc. I mean, we don't think that is likely, but mm. that may happen. So, so, so there are institutions and we must utilize those institutions because that, frankly, is all we have that holds our constitution together and our democracy together. So that is what we must pursue. But we must also not be naive because when your institutions break down, eventually your fabric is completely oh, broken right. down. That's and right. that's what we need to fix. So as the ruling party gets weaker and weaker over time, then their hegemony gets less and less and less. And then you can actually hold them more to account over time as we evolve as a democracy. So I think that's the, the positive um, outlook that we have. It's not enormously, but it is there. We do have a constitution, we do have rules, and they're not all broken. And so if we hold on to them and defend them as much as we can mm, mm. and hold government to account as much as possible within the limited scope we have, then that's how we can hold a position and then move forward over time. So that's what we have to do. All of us have to do that. Or else our country will, in fact, collapse. Institutions will collapse and we will not have a democracy. And that would be a terrible tragedy. So 
That's why we work relentlessly every day to prevent that from happening. Dr. Dion George, Shadow Minister of Finance, Member of Parliament for the Opposition, the Democratic Alliance, talking to us about the Reserve Bank Governor as comments that the money that was found in the President's farm was a security deposit.